It's View From 202, a New York Red Bulls fan podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and direct from our website, viewfrom202.com. Hey yo, good morning America, good morning Erica, who gave me good head while watching good morning America. It's episode 108 of View From 202, only 24 hours after our last game, our victory over DC United. Quick turnaround. We did it. For a busy week for the Red Bulls, the busiest of the season. Maybe close to it. Uh, definitely the highest stakes week in the regular it's season. This and Chivas week. Yeah, probably mm. probably about it. High high stakes. Um, it's Britt Peaches and Sam. How how are you guys? Uh, good. Mixed. Mixed. What's that mean? Just about the results, I guess. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know. I feel like this is gonna be a draining, yeah. draining one. Also, as you can I hear, know where to begin. I definitely spent a lot of my voice yesterday. I don't so, know if I could hear. I, I mean, I think we all did. I don't know what's wrong with yours. Yeah, well, I'm struggling, so. Yeah, really mailing it in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I guess let's just start with the first game. Uh, the 1-1 draw at Yankee Stadium. This this goes under f- the category of, I don't even know where to begin anymore now, because I feel like I just <laughs> went, experienced so much. Yeah there and like i feel like it was such an experience but you can't really put it into bullet points look yeah that it's just like i don't even know i i'm gonna get anxious about being able to recap my experience of this thing as a red bull fan and an nycfc <laughs> fan this is the best possible outcome <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. i got to see goals from my two favorite players david vanilla and brad wright phillips oh my god uh let me tell you it was quite the experience but you only got to see 20 players at the end of the at the end of the game instead of 22 look at two of your own blues were were sent off look i'll speak for sam i don't on even this. know the name of the first player um <laughs> i'm a god i'm a god i'm a god legend i was um, just trying to club, spook him club, he got club. red carded for just trying to sneak up and i'm a god just looks like a poor man's iniesta a poor man? Are you, didn't you see just an old? Iniesta? So he's just like old, just like a really washed version, inappropriately aged Iniesta. Yeah, it, it would be like if Iniesta aged like normal people. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and then Ofori, like yeah. the most forgettable component of that midfield. I've never, I never. Ebenezer Ofori. I think the thing about these games—it's wild that there's a player on that team <laughs> named <Yeah>. Ebenezer. <laughs> I had not thought about it until this That's moment. Crazy though, right? <laughs> it's like, what a fucking name. The the combined age of Ebenezer Ofori and Eloy Amagat is 120 years old. So congrats to them. I'm impressed they were able to stay on the field as long as they were. Um, well, Sam summed up the game. One goal each. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. All right, now what moving on. All right, so DC. But I guess actually, like ser- <laughs> seriously, though, it's like I, when you go to these like big, exciting, like derby games, and like weird shit happens on the field, and it's just like a late night out, and I just it kind of impairs your ability to be able to just even analyze the game tactically i mean it happens at home for exciting games too i mean chivas is the same way as well where it's like such an intense game and you're kind of on the edge of your seat that i find it hard to be like okay this is the formation that they rolled i was i was just kind of like what the fuck is going on (laughs) this whole time i um it's weird because i don't really feel like i got a chance to decompress after that game yeah i kind of i kind of went into um hermit mode a little bit even though you know, I, I was feel bad about the I was a either. proponent of 
limited optimism afterwards in a Metrofan TV video that I don't think was ever published. That it's still good that we forced a draw there. They really needed to win at home. However, I still kind of had my turtle reaction. Sure. And it was just kind of like, eh, whatever. I don't know. I, don't I mean, I'm, it was the draw, but we also got two red cards out of them. So, I mean, we came out better. Look, yeah. we won the series. That's true. We did. We have won both of our rivalry, rivalry series. series this year. Ultimately, like, you know, I feel like everybody's already heard all the takes for this fucking game because they came out, you know, like the night, the, the day after. Mm-hmm. And it was all around the fact Protect that our son, Andreas Ivan. Well, yeah, I think that, yeah. I mean, that's one of the we'll few thoughts that. that I had. But, like, ultimately, it's, I mean, like, when you play on a field that narrow and one entire half of your attacking side is on the worst sod that I feel like I've ever seen yeah, laid down in a professional facility, um, uh, it really limits your ability to, to capitalize on a situation like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, you know, ultimately we had a good first half and then we just played like shit for yeah. the next 45 and nobody knew why everyone left with their head like scratching their heads well, brad said it i think best he just he was upset with himself and everybody right. else around him and it was little mistakes that that you know lead to a, a goal that wouldn't have gone in any other circumstance robles saved more demanding shots our defense did a better job when called upon in higher stress situations. Like that's that somehow found the back of the net. It's so yeah. so bizarre to me. And then for the rest of the game to just be so flat footed, I mean, I just well, feel like we were yeah. totally unprepared for that situation. I guess before I get into details, I will say that for a tactical or like a, a actual analysis, I think everyone should read uh, Liam Pettit's article on RBNN. I think put it very well, and I think it put into context a couple of things that Armis said as well, where um, like both tactically and I think just uh, energetically, like we rushed it. Like we got a little, we were a little too eager to try to force it. And I feel like we felt an imperative to capitalize on the man up without really thinking about how we were going to do that <laughs> and just really rush for it. And I think that's what Liam says in the piece as well is that, you know, we literally pushed too far up and, and didn't have that linking piece in midfield because maybe there was just an assumption that we would boss the midfield anyway, or maybe everyone just felt like the pressure that like, oh, we really should score and win yeah. now. And I think it was part of that. And yeah, I think it's like also just like feeling overwhelmed with what we perceived to be a couple gifts. I mean, not to say that they weren't legit red cards. They were absolutely legit red cards, but just the gift and in a sense of it being an advantage, I feel like there was almost like that kind of pressure of like, Oh my God, we really need to win now. I mean, I was feeling that in the stands. I was like, especially after the second one, I was like, we really need to win now. And I think the players could visibly feel that as well. This isn't the first time this has happened either where just as a club, we go up a man and then we failed to capitalize. Yeah. I mean, there's... RSL a couple years ago. I was thinking RSL, a lot the Olave red card. Uh, and then also against uh, Va- Vancouver. In the game that we already discussed uh, quite yeah, a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we've seen it before. Uh, it's just kind of two, frustrating to... These two men, I guess it's like the Vancouver game, but still like the two men up. I mean, I, I would say that the field definitely had a hard to play in it because you can like kind of compress yourself a lot more when you don't have mm-hmm. width or length yeah yeah i mean like the nycfc was able to bunker down and not sacrifice 
with uh, because they didn't have to. Yeah. Also, can I just say that what you were describing from Liam's article seems to also be any time that Alex Muell and Derek Etienne attack. Together? Or just in general? Just in, just I'm not, in general. I'm not, sure. Like, I'm not they, sure I follow what you're like saying. They, like, I think their issue is that they try to force the issue or they feel the pressure to, like, score. And, and So I feel like you're referring to when they're, like, head down in the box, just kind of, yeah. like... Trying just, to set themselves doing, and, like... like kind of doing their own thing down there and they kind of, like, run into a wall. Like, I guess, or they I get know. too wide and then they try to make a shot, in but a it's not going way, in. Though. Most of the time, it'll like force a save, but for those two, it kind of goes over a lot. I think Muil, I think that's Muil gets in his own head about trying to pull off like a f- discreet finishing move too much, which results in him dwelling on the ball. I think, and I think Etienne gets in his own head about like trying to receive the ball too perfectly or trying to be in the right spot too perfectly and is trying to and is caught between two decisions a ton that like results in a final touch or a first touch not being right or a slight miscommunication whereas i feel like on wednesday it's like Ivan um and Royer and um you know all four of the wingers that were playing they, yeah like there there wasn't necessarily like necessarily that overthinking or that kind of indecision, there was a lot of decision. Like, everyone was like, oh, we definitely need to go and gun it. And it worked a couple times. You know, Vaughn got down to the byline a couple times, and we really should have... We did have some chances, all things considered, still, but it was kind of just abandoning the positional discipline where we didn't have that link-up in the middle, and it was really kind of only Adams there for a second. Um, And I got to say, I don't know if taking off Davis was the right move necessarily i mean he did look a little tired but like i think that only exasperated the problem a little no bit. i agree with you i think that there was noticeable difference after davis came off yeah. because during the game davis just kind of was very good at being positionally there we made a comment we made several comments that it seemed like he just was always in the right place at the right time yeah. and making you know really key tackles um and just like and being there to yeah. break up every time every play that mm-hmm. that city tried to build through the midfield and he it, was i think the cleanest player on the ball during that, or like the cleanest yeah. player playing in that game and it does seem like it would have been a game that we would have greatly benefited from having an, a midfield or outfield captain in because Robles, by virtue of position, sure. is, cannot be the one out there being like, guys, like, no, pull back. Like, stay, like, collected in midfield. Like, have a more complete transition. Don't just bomb forward. I mean, maybe Robles, if he was seeing that, maybe he was screaming it from the back. But he kind of can't kind of enforce it in the same way. Adams seemed to kind of realize it based on the way that he adjusted. But the result was that often it was just kind of him alone uh, holding it down. Yeah, I mean... Like the only thing I would say to counter like the the armband is in that you know given you know the fact that it's given to the keeper that doesn't prohibit other players right. from stepping up and, and taking that leadership role. We literally it, have a leadership council. It, what do we? Yeah, like uh, uh, like the players have a leadership council. I, mean, I think that, that a lot of clubs do, but I don't okay. know. If that, well, like, e- it manifests on e- the field though. Yes, right. E- well, in either way, like you would assume that someone like uh, like Davis, Davis would be that Tyler player right. who would step up when she hits the fan. And then, I, so I kind of question like Armis's rationale of pulling him out yeah. in in the situation where arguably you want you'd want him the, to be there the most. I mean, I really thought Davis was kind of an anchor player that helped. We looked a lot better with him on the field. Yeah, there's. I think there's no question. Well, about I think that. we just went to this like very like desperate mode where we were just like trying to get the ball close to the attacking third and then just kind of like force something to happen. 
um, and there wasn't as much of a, an attempt to build up. Uh, and, and I don't know how much of that had to do with notice, noticeable absence in our 11 in uh, Michael, Amir, Murillo. Uh, we had Laid in his place. I mean, how much of an impact would oh, Laid had an all right game? Would though. Murillo have made? I think Murillo would have been massive. Okay. I mean, I think we just lost the midfield a lot. Uh, we took off but too many midfielders to play attackers. The only point I think the conventional wisdom doesn't necessarily work when you're, you know, not going to bomb up long balls the entire time and try to pass through it, which was kind of what we did. But don't we rely on our fullbacks when we pass up, like pass through the midfield often? Yeah. Because aren't like I'd say in most games they're the ones with the, with the most touches on the field. I think especially it, it, it's it's our fullbacks. I mean, I think you make a point. I think especially Mario these days, he cuts in right. He doesn't do the overlap. He does the over in. Yeah. Um, and that's been really effective for us, but. You know, at the same time, our fullbacks are also the only ones who provide width, which we don't need on that field. Well, I mean, I think we do in our way. I mean, Mario is a uh, good outlet um, and part of the transition, which I think was the part of the game that we were skipping over, was that we would win the ball back or have the ball and be in such a hurry to feel the compulsion to score that we would like lose either 50-50 balls or second balls or be sloppy in trying to hoof it forward or find someone. And I think part of that is, yeah, that I don't, I don't think Laid offers that option that um, Mario does. And I think there are a lot of chances even where maybe Laid forces a throw or, or doesn't even necessarily lose possession that I think Mario makes more out of or uh, forces City to kind of um, stay back a little bit more themselves but sure but i don't I, th- I think this is a problem that could have been mitigated by having a central midfielder not, like i mean it's I think not we had necessarily the right, maria we had the right personnel on the field yeah we just needed we some, one too many wingers we just needed somebody to um urge yeah caution i mean ultimately like as you said peaches i don't think late had a poor game but i think that a lot of the tactics and the decisions made on the field were like with with that in mind that it was laid and not maria right he's and that, more and conservative that different a player. different precautions had to be taken uh on that side of the field and so like he was not in the attack Laid also often. does not draw defenders Mario does yeah. draw defenders yeah. Yeah. and in that kind of scenario that would have been huge I mean you don't have to look much further than Sunday night's game against DC to see how far up uh, yeah. Mario can get and how dangerous he can be in the box yeah so the goals themselves uh BWPs is a great excellent wonderful finish, finish typical yeah. it's only it's a drag that we're so far away um then we couldn't enjoy it more clearly, but um, you know, up to that point, we looked great, and I think even a couple of minutes after that, it really until the red card, we continued to look great, and I think the the kind of losing our nerve portion actually ha- starts to happen in the first half, but then it continues in the second half when they throw on Burgett, who <laughs> is there to do these little like um, blooper headers, yeah. and I, they love doing that like yeah. a shocking amount of their goals are from that move i think they just know how to play on their home field but that, that, that's it also stick, it, sticks though. out to me that that was their winner against tfc as well granted it was like an accidental it was like off of toronto's own heads where they were like just kind of had bad clearing headers straight up in the air but then shradi latched onto one of those himself and scores from a similar position as via does there and like that that is a bizarrely prominent strategy for them 
of like hitting balls on the half volley or after a single touch after a little blooper header like that and it's i don't know everyone calling everyone who waxes poetic about it being blooper soccer needs to get a grip like i mean like are you kidding me like that said robles should save that every time yeah yep i mean robles Um, said as much yeah yeah um it's kind of frustrating that's the the goal that we give up um but yeah i mean i guess as an experience i I thought it was in a perverse way was it was a very fun game to be at in that i think it was lens who said that no one no one took it too seriously by the end yeah it was all kind of just thing and if you haven't seen it now you need to go look up uh chris the video that chris cruz made (laughs) where they (laughs) at the very end of the game they panned over to our section as we were all kind of looking dumbfounded and he synced it to the curb your enthusiasm theme and (laughs) just impeccable timing honestly it's it's, it's unbelievable it's it's kind of a perfect amalgamation of rbny twitter and i guess it it was like the attitude at the end of the game too where it was just like well fuck us like (laughs) yeah we all i mean we all made tv yeah Yeah. i was like gonna rewatch the game but then i like quite the banner media week for you sam yeah I, (laughs) i made it big this week uh let me tell you uh but yeah, I was like trying to rewatch the game, but then I got too fixated on like trying to find out where we were in the game mm-hmm. and then just like made some gifts and took some screenshots and like that was it. So I actually did not rewatch the game. In we, full. we made TV twice this week. We were also seen in the aftermath of the Kaku goal, which we'll talk about, I guess. But oh, really? Yeah. Are we? Yeah. Oh, well. Like wide angle? Yeah. You know, oh, I mean, whatever. But, but um, you can make us out. All right. Well, um,. Yeah, there. W- I did have the thought cross my mind when they had a couple of those isolated breakaways, which you know, in hindsight, none of them were really that dangerous. None of these like late city possessions, like nothing really got that close. Besides that one other shot, once they were down, they didn't. But I didn't feel good about that. Right, I didn't feel good about yeah. them. But there were a couple of these moments where, like, you know, as much as we tried to decry that so much and everything, I definitely was like visualizing them scoring, and I was like was already kind of coming to peace to it with it, <laughs> yeah, and just kind of being like, well, I mean, oh, that's know, like, that's just know, banter, oh, like, yeah, who am I to deny? <laughs> but also, part of it was like, there's no question, this is just like the worst loss ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the worst fucking thing. Like, might as well lose this, seven. Nothing. This will be. Like it wouldn't be, it wouldn't have been as bad as seven nothing, but like it would have been their response. Like it would have like definitely been probably it probably would have been their first like historic game that they've played because like <laughs> re- wait one, no wait hold on hold up their first historic game every game but like played. reviewing their first like little win. Nuremberg like uh, doc that they play before every game about like <laughs> creating <Nuremberg> a history <laughs> and like you know a uh, the uh, you know Volks you know uh, Geist or whatever of of a common uh, blood and soil and all that. Uh, it strikes me like how like little marquee moments they have in their entire history. Like there's really nothing that sticks out. Like even their like occasional wins over us are all kind of like n- nothing's particularly remarkable about them there isn't like a stoppage time winner i mean i guess the last game that they played the first yankee stadium game was the closest that we've had to that but and then they've completely shot the bed in playoffs every single time they've made it they don't really have a, a marquee moment at all 
this would have been like their first like kind of like game of note that if they had pulled it off it would have been their first like thing in their lore in my opinion uh, do you watch the the pregame video that they put up for all of that and they had like That's andrea pirlo about. and frank lampard there as though they were big parts of the club yeah it was just weird it was it, it was an awkward and weird scenario i don't think they played ted mosby this time though they didn't they did have the uh the police tunnel and then they confiscated our well not literally our but the sections black lives matter flag so, uh, congrats to Police FC on that. <laughs> uh, also, during the uh, lineup announcements, um, the for like on their big screen, uh-huh. they had all of the of the you when know, they were announcing our lineup, they had our players, and they had a behind it was a little silhouette of the state of, state of New Jersey, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, where yeah. they incorrectly starred the capital. Maybe they were going for like for Maybe Harrison, it was Harrison, yeah. But but you not know, even it, not even like. Yeah. If any factual basis yeah. to their like to their banter, I was also a little disappointed. And the same thing goes with their tifo. Oh yeah, yeah, which was not great. In, well, well in, I mean, like the point like stood, but yeah, they just made us seem like badasses. Yeah, it sounds like we're at the share zone, like we're at the <laughs> share zone skeleton now, Damn. haunting their asses. They should apologize to admin. Admin accepts no apologies. He doesn't need them, but. um yeah, we're not like Leipzig heads, so we don't really know the specifics on how they got that whole thing wrong, but apparently they did. Yeah. But also, we're cool skeleton wing zombie things, so we're like Grim Reapers, I guess. Yeah, that all right. Fuck it, I'll, I'll take it. We're the bulls of death. Fuck yeah. you, <laughs> dead bulls. What are you, are New Jersey dead bulls? I'll fucking take it. <laughs> Their theme is that they're from a city. They're, 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 they're it's not. It's not a theme. Yeah, it's not a theme. <laughs> can't be your theme. You have to have something else. <sighs> What's this theme park's theme? Oh, it's like New York City, but we're like in New York City. It's like the <laughs> casino, New York, New York, but actually in New York. <laughs> what? Wow, that is their club, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like if PSG just built the, the Las Vegas Eiffel Tower in a different part of the city. It's like, why would you go visit the Las Vegas Eiffel Tower in a different part of Paris. <laughs> Yet everyone is going there saluting the flag. I did think it was a bit much to have Daniel Pantaleo be the, the fan of the match, but you do you, <laughs> NYCFC. Goat and Woat um, for this game. My Goat, uh, easy. I think I'm going to go with Sean Davis. Okay. I think it was too noticeable when he came off, and he was playing too well, um, and he really made a point for himself. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'd probably say Davis, but shots to Brad. That was an awesome header. Oh yeah, that was a good finish. Yeah, obviously. Adams has been having a really strong run of play this last yeah, couple yeah. weeks. I'd say between those three. Um. Yeah, yeah I'll, I think I'll have to go for Davis because he was kind of the epitome of that role that we needed. Woat. Sorry, Louise. Yeah. Yeah. You you gotta get down for those. Especially in a game like that. You just you just you take that shit for granted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean unless you have like tar like Tarbell as <laughs> It was your really just Robles reminding us of <laughs> how lucky we are to actually have a good goalkeeper. Yeah. It's like some Joe Bendick shit. Like, come <laughs> on, man. So in honor of the perfect date result. Oh, oh perfect. <laughs> 
the on-the-record perfect date result for Sam, dual NYCFC fan and Red Bulls fan. You heard um, it here. Somebody, I'm worried that some. Why didn't you go on the Cooligans podcast? If, if uh, this is the Cooligans now, actually. <laughs> oh God, no! I quit. Um, I'm worried that this is somehow the first episode somebody would have listened to, and maybe they actually just think you're dual uh, Red Bulls and City fan. Is that that could exist? He's not. <laughs> some of them do exist. Yeah, uh, it's been made known. Yeah. There are people who do wear Red Bull shirts and City hats. Sam brings a split scarf to every Jarby. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Actually, just to every game, not even derby games. Well, anyway, the the aforementioned yeah. Be, be, go ahead, provide provide, date, provide the context. Date that Sam went on was part of Timeout New York series has now been published, so you can find it in newsstands near you across Probably across can. New York City. Probably not. I mean, they still put them out. They I mean, might people... literally hand them out at Subway Sam. Like, well, that's... they do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's like, where they go. They have like like thousands of people have now seen my stupid fucking grin in the yeah. back of a magazine in an undateable hey, column. I believe it is halfway. Th- it's on page sixty-two. I found it in the online version because I was not able to find. <laughs> How many pages are in these? A lot. A lot of them are ads. Oh, and like you know, couscous episode. Uh, Recipes. I don't know why I said huh. episodes, but um, just had a, we do a fantastic episode, episode. Yeah, let's do a couscous of couscous episode. Yeah, um, but his date with Wandy on the Undateable series has been published. So Time Out New York writes a fierce New York City FC fan and a diehard New York Red Bulls fan swear they're incapable of finding love. You know the worst part about that that whole article is that he didn't plug us once. Oh, I tried. <laughs> Oh really? Don't get me wrong. I said a lot of things that did not make this uh, oh, okay. make make this uh, pod, make the make the the interview. But and, well, and one of them was pitching the podcast. They uh, they continue to see if they're right. We sent them on a date to match to a match between the two teams. So we got a, a lovely picture of uh, Wandy and a lovely picture of Sam. For one, it says NYCFC fan living in East Harlem. There you go. It's a mistake dating anyone in Manhattan. So that's a no from me, Chief. Um, and then Sam with his red jersey and a Red Bull scarf. Which I promptly, I bought for for the photo shoot and then returned the same day. They, they wouldn't let you wear the Because you're not Stars. allowed to wear a Metro Stars garb. You're not allowed to wear um, uh, uh, supporter group garb. I'm kind of surprised that, um, that Time Out was good in the loop about all that i think they were sure the league gave them guidelines yeah, yeah well i had to sign a contract to give away mm. my rights to heineken and mls um uh so i'm actually only, only allowed to drink uh, heineken now there's the plug um yeah yeah nice. yeah that was that was required um at least in the keg though right not in the bottle uh yes yeah exactly um but yeah so i'm pretty sure they vetted the the uh, uh the, the the staff I at time out for these questions and for what to expect. All right. Well, the first question. Oh, we're gonna, are we going to do we're all the questions? Oh, yeah. We're reading this. <laughs> we're going through this. <laughs> why, uh, why they're We're single. doing it live. Yeah. Uh, Wandy says she works 60 hours a week and is prioritizing friendships over dating. All right. Fair. I guess. I don't know. Sam says he finds the routine of dating apps to be really tiring. Is this true? Uh, mm-hmm. On the one hand, it is. Yeah. Wait, why tired. are we giving Sam a platform to respond? Just keep reading. <laughs> no, I, I like I like having. It's well, is, that, is that a, is that a fair it. summation of what? I what think ultimately yes. Right. I will say though that I did not read a single Undateables column prior to 
Honestly, that's uh, probably going, the move. Which, like, on the one hand, I like that I was able to just give like very like candid just answers, candid responses, uh-huh. not not very polished, but candid. Um, so wait, did you go back and reread old ones after? Yeah, and I was like, oh, this shit's on every single one. This is what the hearts mean, and like, oh, like oh. this is like the recap. Like these are like like I tried to say a lot of things that like didn't get into it, which uh-huh. is like talking about you know the historic rivalry and the fans and and really my like passion with the team and and hers as well. Yeah. Um, and they right and, and uh, they Will Will Gleason yeah. frankly didn't give a shit. <laughs> so <laughs> new quote. Wogleson. Yeah. So it's Kagalon. Um, <laughs> oh. Ideal date. Wandy says, going to a soccer game. That's a bit tautological for my tastes. It's too on the nose. In my opinion, it's a bit the same. It's the same thing. We're already doing that part, Wandy. We want to we know something else. We want to know you. Yeah. Sam says, going to a dive bar or checking out a museum. Sam, would you recommend a particular dive bar and or museum? Um, you know what a good one is uh, that I've actually funnily frequent, frequented for dates is Blue and Gold. Ah, classic. Um, Dads. That's, that's where we were when, some, after a game, some dudes tapped us on the shoulder and they go, are you guys a Red Bulls fans? We're like, yeah. I said, yeah, we went to high school with Alex Muno. We're like, oh. Mm, cool. It is in the East Village. Yeah, they've got uh, cheap beer, Connect Four, pool. Although the writing's on the wall there. Three. Blue and Gold Tavern, Sam. I know. Mm, no, that's like... Gold, though. I don't know. Uh, that's nobody. Yeah. LA yeah can you think of a single Sacramento no, like, blue and gold? Because like LA's blue and yellow, but do they yeah, say blue and, and gold? But they're no. white, though, because they're galactic. Yeah, they're mainly white. Yeah. Uh, well... I'm just uh, even thinking in Europe, like none of the big teams are blue and gold it's like this is a branding opportunity the university of california yeah. is really about it yeah it's like maybe it's just a california bar wow Who what knows? if we start a blue and gold tavern team wow well anyway that's a good one um museum you know recently i can't say i've been to anything really great i went to ps1 um right. for the first time uh i quite liked it um but yeah like moma's a solid one uh i go to the, all the pretty like 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 run of the mill ones whenever the family visits mm-hmm. not not for dates but but i'm honestly open to suggestions my recommendation for museum is the 2015 nycfc starting lineup because folks <laughs> those are a bunch of relics <laughs> can you add an air wow horn? that was so fucking stupid <laughs> Here we are. where's the air this horn? is the fire you're supposed to bring to this sam come on you gotta you gotta be dishing the owns <laughs> i was trying to be so nice <laughs> it sounds like they wouldn't uh, have even included nice that. boy sam <laughs> Uh, first impression. Okay, well, no, the new the subheader now is the date. So the first impression, Wandy. We hugged, and the first thing I noticed was that he had a really cute smile. Oh, that's Wandy. untrue. Sorry, Wandy. He seemed smart and really passionate about his team. I'm glad to see she has not listened to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's the lie? <laughs> He was very into getting to know me. That's, that's nice. Sam says, uh, when I got there, we were both wearing our team's attire, but we exchanged pleasantries and walked into the stadium together. She was sharp, intelligent, and funny. Very diplomatic. Yeah, I know. That was so, it seemed like so uh, uh, robotic, the way in which I said that. Uh, but I, I feel like I wasn't. It does, it does seem like that's, that, that you sat down and like. Wrote that. Wrote that yeah. and like. 
practiced it, it and rewrote it and erased <laughs> it like 10 times to make sure it was the most like Very nothing nothing response. could like come off the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, I didn't want any uh, drama, so yeah. I was trying to be as uh, diplomatic as possible. Uh, chemistry. Um, I felt a good vibe from him. Uh, once or Wandy says, I felt a good vibe from him. Once the game started, he asked me a lot of deep-seated questions, and we talked about why we both became season ticket holders. Deep-seated. So did you ask her about like her astrology chart and everything? And yes. Deep-seated. Very deep-seated. What's her um? What's her Mercury? Uh, I'm supposed to know this. Come on, Sam. God. I was with Wait, you when you I was when I was when I was I was, I, was I was required to download one of those astrology apps. Peaches was there. CoStar. Did you get CoStar? Yeah, you were you CoStar were, you were with app. me when I was forced to download it because I don't know my sign. Do you know your birthday? I mean, like your time, time. Sorry, your birth time. Yeah, you need that. Yeah, you need yeah, that for your natal yeah, yeah. chart. All I right, mean, this is taking a turn. I'm gonna have to put a nix this. Anyway, uh, Sam- we actually were talking about you know anything ranging from. Uh, so we we're talking about like she, she's Puerto Rican. Um, we were talking a little bit about disaster recovery and 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 uh, complained, uh, had our gripes with the with the president and the response and. Long-standing issues with the relationship between Puerto Rico and the mm-hmm. domestic, or the 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 remaining fifty states, or really forty-eight. But um, uh, we were uh, talking about things like that. Then also on this on the field, and we we're both Yankees fans, and yeah, it was a. Oh, that's where it went wrong. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was like why going out in the field was like pretty dope. I see. Because we got to go out before the game. Sam, you did say there was chemistry. I went in with the assumption that anyone who would like NYCFC is pretty undateable from the start. Started out well. I mean. But her personality kind of changed that. Ugh. We, showing weakness. I know. I'm so sorry to be so unfaithful. But as a fan of both teams, that's a pretty like balanced <laughs> response, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Fair, fair and balanced. Man, yeah. the PR machine's radical, really... Radical centrism. In motion. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. Radical <laughs> of nyc soccer yeah. politics yeah uh awkward moment wandy <laughs> 85 minutes in my team scored the first goal of the game it was, it was the only goal flattering of, the, yeah. of her actually i'm kind of it makes me f- easier to to imagine that there was another one uh he was kind of quiet for like 10 minutes and just sipped his beer <laughs> the remainder of the game <laughs> yeah. i probably would have been worse all right well that's that yeah, is what you said. said as much. That yeah. is what you said. Moral victory. I think we said about the same yeah. thing. Sam, you said the Red Bulls lost, so that was tough. I made a joke to my friends before the only way this could go well is if it was a draw, but I think I handled it pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I mean, like I feel like pretty well is just like not leaving. <laughs> you should have left. <laughs> yeah. After the Red Bulls uh, dropped a Chop those points. All right. Afterward, Wandy, we met up with friends and went to a couple of bars by the stadium. One of my friends was really into being a wingman. We exchanged numbers and there was a kiss. Oh my God. Wow. We didn't, we didn't. Now you're actually banned from the podcast. Yeah, right. This is the first time you've read it, of course. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Even though it's been out for a week, but yeah. (sighs) It's just kissing in general. We don't like like smooching. No. 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 No, that's, no, no, that's no intimacy. This zone. podcast is anti-kiss. <laughs> yeah, you've broken your Valsell pledge, really, which is more the only thing more solemn than Red Bull's membership. Uh, <laughs> Sam says we went out after the match, and she introduced me to some other NYCFC fans. There was a rivalry, but it felt like it was good in spirit. After that, we parted ways. Oh God, you fraternized with the enemy. Not, not kissing and telling. Good. I, I, I will say. Um, I don't think I paid for a single beer when wow. I was out. Everybody bought me beers. They're they're gonna come 
back. because they won. They're going to come ask for this flavor to be returned eventually. I mean, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess part of it is that they won. I'd, I'd imagine I'd get a little more you hostile may have not confrontation paid money. if we'd lost or you, if we'd won. You may have not paid money, but what price did you really pay? Hanging out with that. you thought about that? Yeah. I don't know. Young man. Verdict. So this is where the, the heart rating system goes into. That's all out of five. Out of five. context. Wandy, three hearts. Three out of five. It's, I don't know. It's That's pretty, a failing grade. I'm not average. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm wow. not thrilled about that. <laughs> I will say, I thought that the rest of uh, the way she described the date warranted another star. Yeah, it, it kind of. Yeah, it it kind of is like a Yelp review or a seamless review where it's like, this is the you know like one star. This is the best Indian food I've ever had in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. I don't know where to go with this. <laughs> Those reviews fucking kill me. Yeah, <laughs> just like so funny. <laughs> Yeah, but so annoying because it ruins yeah. like you're like one star. I thought I knew what a samosa was, but I actually didn't. <laughs> like, Whose fault is that? <laughs> like, they, like complain about like somebody yeah. not like refilling their water fast yeah. enough. <laughs> one the food star. here was amazing, <laughs> but I have to dock four stars because it took four minutes to get me extra sauce. I ordered something called alu fried, and it was just a French fry. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> That, that actually happened to me once. I was like, oh, cool. It'll be like a fried potato of some sort. And then it got here, and I was like, oh. Like, oh. I, oh, I guess I guess it did say that. I guess it did this say is that. a fried potato. Yeah. I, see. And, and as, I don't, and I don't as, know what I expected. As they were delivering it to you, you frantically pulled out Google reviews and gave it one star. I did not know what a potato yeah. was. Also, I did not kiss Sam. That's what I wrote on it. <laughs> All right, so that said, what she said with the three stars is, I think we got we got by the end. What we got by the end was that we wouldn't try to convert each other, but it would be awesome if we go again and sit in the neutral section. Uh. Sam, you give four hearts, and you said we've been texting a bunch. Sustained contact with the enemy. Wow. I don't know what to call it. We haven't defined it or anything, but it was great. <laughs> I'd be open to go to another game with her. It just makes it, uh, I don't know, just like a very funny way <laughs> yeah. that, that, that I said that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know uh, what happened there. But yeah, we were, we were like, <laughs> just kind of got swept away by the interview. Yeah. <laughs> just right. like someone like listened to me talk for so long. I was just like so happy. It does happen. Say it, say it, they, whatever. They gave, they gave you the... Uh, you, the rope to hang yourself with so to speak <laughs> it was always funny like because i would like keep talking about like like a bunch of shit and then i noticed that like he'd stop typing because he like, <laughs> clearly wasn't taking any of this down so yeah. i just dig further into that <laughs> hole like, oh, yeah. and just make him sit there for like a minute just listening yeah. to the most random bullshit about the red bulls yeah, yeah. and then like, so anyway they changed the order of the legs and, and then, then <laughs> terry Henry was encroaching and it was just this whole mess and, and then bradley wright phillips got a yellow card but mike petke never told him about it there used to be this rule where you could have a fourth substitute and it was like anyway it, it does come back to this trust me <laughs> so they called so, him cheating bob <laughs> and now he's the LAFC coach. I mean, that was unrelated, but <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, she's she's she, you know, some like good bands. Um, we texted after the match, and then um, te- we we hadn't talked, a, 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 I'd say, a lot since then. Um, although uh, 
you know, once the article came out, we both kind of shared a laugh. And then when both teams drew, we were both like pissed at our sides for like not doing better. But um, yeah, it was quite the experience. Um, right. I probably won't sit in the neutral section though for no. any mm-hmm. other matches, unfortunately. You, in fact, sat in the supporters section of the next yeah. match. Yeah. Television. Do anything it, yeah. for love, but not for that. Yeah, we have a perfect alibi. Yeah. Um, for where we were on Wednesday night. So if we if we want to go back in time and commit any crimes, we've we've got it. Oh, that. you know what? We never talked about because I don't really think it's worth warranting. But you're uh, gonna do it anyway. That said, <laughs> Kamar Lawrence possible red card. You think? Hands no. to the face. No. no. Okay. Never. Cool. Let's move on. BTFO. Get down, Tinner home. I do the the NYCFC memes coming out about that did have that nice familiar stink of vague racism to them though. So congrats on that NYCFC. Always never, meeting my expectations. Never cease to uh, disappoint. Um, so it was it was not quite the knockout punch uh, for NYCFC's losing streak uh, that I was perhaps hoping, but you know still still pretty good. They're winless in like five or something now. They can't really afford to drop points at home. Their chance of winning the Shield, according to Sports Club Stats, if you know that site, is like now at 4% or something now. And in addition to all their injuries, they've got two more red cards. So, uh, yeah, definitely worse for them than it was for us. We're still trucking along. And plus, we won on Sunday, too. Yay. So, shall we move, move on to DC United? DC United. Um, Sunday, packed house last night. Wayne Rooney was back. Um, the brother of much more famous John Rooney, of course, mm-hmm. Red Bulls legend. Mm-hmm. Um, 1-0 win, courtesy of Kaku. Um, nice little curler to the corner. May- it should have been a second goal of the night, really. Hamid robs him from a nice little curler to the opposite corner earlier in the match. But this this was a uh, this was an intense game. Thierry was there? Thierry, yeah, the king returned. Uh, we got a... Uh, nice uh, tifo for the game. Mm. Uh, bald eagles. Being, being That's pretty good. Yeah. I enjoyed that. To a, a chorus of uh, well, actually, it's about bald eagles. Um, not apparently being endangered They're threatened, anymore. Not endangered. Yeah. You're one of the well, actually. Yeah, I mean, I do this a lot. Brad rubbed his head. I don't know if you saw <laughs> when you saw the tifo. <laughs> really? Yeah. He's like, <laughs> That's so bro. <laughs> Royer was probably also just like, yeah, I mean, uh, call in too, probably. Ro- Rooney got all those uh, those hair plugs to fix the whole situation too. Mm-hmm. But solid, solid banter from the TFO crew. So applause for that. There's a quick sort turnaround of for effect- it too. Effectiveness mm-hmm. and simplicity. Yeah, it, remi- it does. It does kind of rhyme spiritually with the. Uh, New York City retirement home mm-hmm. one as well. Yeah, good. Which pithy. is also probably the the next most famous tifo, if not our most famous tifo. Yeah, I would say. I mean, BWP goal scoring machine is pretty good there. Yeah, but as far as like in terms of like in making, terms of like making the rounds, this one really made the rounds, and like the retirement home one, like that pops up in like a Gazette della Sport occasionally. Still, <laughs> like just really random places. Still, it's I, I feel like tail. it's it's become kind of like one of those stock photos that you go by if you're like, oh yeah, the rivalry photo. We'll put that as the header, sure. Yeah, that might actually just be like a like sticker that people sell at those crappy Times Square little like things where you can get like I need my farking coffee next to just New York City retirement FC maybe in years to come. 
But um, I don't know. You guys got any got any big thoughts about this duel? Yeah, I mean, I think it was like very much uh, a play between kind of two different philosophies of soccer, mm-hmm. in 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 a way that we very much play vertically up and down the field. I feel like DC very much brought it to us horizontally, going side to side. Uh, there was a lot of like intricate passing that I was really impressed by, honestly, and it kind of well, taken. Especially impressed, your favorite player, Lucio Costa. Well, I mean, I mean, I wasn't surprised that he made good passes. Just. Yeah. Um, but I, I was I was like kind of surprised that they were that good, really. And Wayne Rooney also impressed me in kind of his his physicality in the game, and I really thought that DC be, really brought it to us. Yeah, they have quietly kind of upgraded their their misfit toys situation a little bit now, where they have you know where they used to have Lloyd Sam and like I guess Darren Maddox as a starter. Now they have Paul Areola and. Assad and Acosta and Rooney, which you signed which, that guy Bill Hamid, which is like a solid half step up from where they used to be, at least you know. Yeah, even on paper, their team's not like bad. No, it, it's gotten a little better, and then they they actually are playing. I mean, did Chris Durkin play? I can't remember, but they actually are playing a homegrown kid, which is more than other teams can say. Um, and I wouldn't have expected Benny to actually be good at that. Benny Olsen, that is. Um, but yeah, DC, DC came out to play. I just don't know. I don't know either of their defensive midfielders. So they have Moreno. And Canoose. And Canoose. Canoose seemed decent. Um, Opara. I forgot that he was there now. Unless yeah. I'm thinking of a different, I haven't confused my Oparas, have I? Maybe. But Were you thinking of SKC Opara? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. he's still at SKC. It's okay. Yeah, different. Different guys. Opara. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we could have. I mean, we should have had two at the very least. I mean, Brad does kind of miss a sitter. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a few <laughs> that a few that come to mind. I mean, yeah. you already mentioned uh, Kaku's second opportunity. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's one where like uh, Shkowski really could have put one on on net, but he just kind of like whips it, hits it too hard, too wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's two by Royer. There's the one uh, really like just on a plate, just like for him to just put on net, and he just like skies it. Um, oh, I remember. And that then, was from Etienne and Riza. Dummy the dummy, yeah. yeah, exactly. And the other one oh, from such a good cross, I yeah, that. yeah. The other one from Royer that I noticed was a set piece uh, where he does that far post run again, and he gets to it, but isn't able to do anything with it, mm-hmm. and it goes out of bounds. Um, that was a little frustrating. Long also gets a do a ball. Long gets um, off long. of a free kick that um, goes just over. Yeah, there's but. another another close chance. And then you said you know Brad had his. Brad, Brad, Brad tries to do the uh, the Thierry Henry against Manchester mm-hmm. United goal and then just hits kind of at home. Oh, yeah, that was like the section goes was going wild for I, that. Like, I mean, I just it was going straight. At I just Hamid's saw that head. happen. And I was yeah. just like, Ooh, if this goes in, I just want to see where right, Thierry to me, is. It happened so fast. I, like I really kind of only processed he turned it once, so quickly. Like once he caught it, and <sighs> yeah, it was almost like no one really cared that it didn't actually go in. It was kind of just mm. like phew. I feel like that was a very that was a very good portion of the game too mm-hmm. where we're kind of producing a couple chances and pouring it on a bit it was so a bit every, disrespectful everyone was kind of hype at that moment uh etienne kind of makes a decent chance there where um i think mario sets him free with a little bit of space and but he's got two or three defenders three. running after him and he kind of has no choice really to do 
anything but what he does, which is he, he kind of unleashes a shot basically from the 18-yard line. Uh, rocket, and, uh, though. Far from the right. And forces a good save from Amid, and it would have been a hell of a goal if it went in. You have to say though that you're not you're not really surprised he doesn't score from there. It's a really difficult angle. Yeah. But I feel like I'm I'm happy to see Etienne kind of just having that decisiveness that we were mm-hmm. talking about earlier, where he he didn't um, like have a weird touch or like not know what to do or kind of not know where to look. He was just like, oh no, this is what I need to do. I'm alone. I need to just make something out of it. And he hit a hell of a rocket and forced a corner, which was was great to see for it's me. It's the right mis- decision. Yeah. 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 I mean, I did notice later in the game that something that I've, I think I've picked up on is that Etienne seems to spend a lot more time on the field swiveling his head back and forth. Yeah. And it, it, he always kind of tra- tracking down where the ball is falling. I think maybe it's a function of when he's in the game, there are more second balls to chase after. But I think it's also like bred of a little bit less familiarity with the uh, other guys on the field and where exactly to go. And he kind of finds himself in these like half starts sometimes um, where both of he and somebody will make a move for the ball or something and, and something will kind of not quite hit off. And I feel like there's a little bit less of that, that game. Um, there was one like memorable moment where it was in the first half and we were at the midfield to the right and it was like he and Tchaikovsky Mm -hmm. and Mario all seemed to like fall over each other in a weird sequence where we like Mm -hmm. maintain possession just barely and then I think Kaku gets dispossessed like very shortly thereafter but that's one of those instances where I feel like there's just like uh, this because he doesn't spend as many minutes playing with the first team mm-hmm. um you know oftentimes coming in as a sub less so as a as a player playing the full 90 or on the starting 11 um where you kind of have issues like that mm-hmm. yeah and i think maybe we'll get more into this later in the second segment but it does show that maybe the the first 11 kind of have developed their ticks and their habits with each other that they probably have fallen into a little bit more whereas Etienne doesn't has doesn't have the familiarity maybe with the rest of the guys yeah um, where we that might have not been as much of a thing earlier in the season. But it is, uh, what, D.C. United's first loss in, like, five or something. Yep. We remain unbeaten in five, we believe. Um, we are, uh, yeah, it's a good win. I won't get into the whole standings because mm-hmm. that's segment two. Any other, any other thoughts on this? Um, I mean, I just, I thought that Alex Muell had a really good outing. As yeah, a sub. I as a sub, like he just let that one sombrero. <laughs> he did. He seemed in good spirits before the game too. Yeah, I think he's like kind of like finding his role. F- yeah, or and I think that's honestly off the bench. I feel like mm-hmm. if we have that caliber winger to really complement Royer um, on the other side, uh, th- then Muil's the perfect option off the bench. Mm-hmm. Right. Also because he just like brings that energy late in the game mm-hmm. where exactly. Where these defenders who have been playing all game are just like, oh god damn it, I have to deal with this now. Yeah, yep. We haven't talked about um, Andres Ivan much. There's uh, not really much to talk about. Well, so there was. I think people were frustrated Wednesday night about our inability to put things in, and I think some of that got taken out on Ivan. Sure. Because he was, you know, he's a new signing. He's an impact sub. He's an attacking player. <coughs> He was on the wrong side of the field. On the wrong side of the field. He was falling over on that really bad grass a lot. And he had a couple weird touches. I think that was unfair on Yvonne, and and it's not 
I think he had good flashes of play on Wednesday, and it was more of uh, what we said earlier about that that lack of composure from the whole team. But I do admit on Sunday, yesterday, I was kind of sitting in the stands for a while, and, and for like the first 10 minutes or so, maybe even the whole his whole appearance, I do have to admit, I was thinking, has, has this guy really hit a ball cleanly yet? Or has he really touched a ball cleanly yet? There's been a, a bit of awkward imbalance and, and just rustiness on his per, on his individual touches before we even get to like chemistry with the rest mm-hmm. of the team I have to admit I don't I don't disagree with that I think he had a few sloppy touches I think he looked maybe a little sluggish and trying to get used to MLS speed um, but he also almost had an assist like if Brad yeah, scored that I that's don't, true that, that was, was a really ridiculous. good yeah. ball it was a great Over ball great yeah, ball I'll, he went into the good space while he was doing that run, while while he started it, I was like, okay, Vaughn, like, uh, I don't know, it's good. Like, probably, please. <laughs> like, I was thinking you're probably going to get a pretty bad reaction if you fuck this mm-hmm. up, is, is kind of the emotion. And of all people to it. fuck it up, it's Brad right Yeah, Phillips. And then it was kind of, it was really reassuring to see him kind of like uh, pick out that pass so well. Because if anything, he kind of like, he, he showed that pass arguably too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He could have faked or even gone on for goal a little bit more, but he made the. the trouble or took the trouble to make that pass and made it perfectly yeah so he that also was, had a shot on goal in nycfc too that was like yeah. pretty strong at the keeper i mean but I don't like think he got a yellow card this match did he Ooh. Feel like almost every other game and yeah, now he, now he's two for four yeah <laughs> it's it's like being a good striker you score a goal every other game yeah. for even for this dude it's a yellow card so godist against dc kaku kaku I'm going with Tyler Adams. I thought Tyler was really good. Tyler was really good, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was good. Wotist. Gonna, gonna be a bit sorry about this. I think it's just because he's a little tired, maybe, but Kamar. Yeah, in the first 25 minutes, DC had a couple chances on his side of the field. That, like they were just kind of attacking him. Yeah, and he, he was up the field without much cause. I disagree, um, but it, that is what it is. Um, I thought he had a couple of really, really noteworthy tackles, and then just he like did, he did. Assad. the one on Assad, yeah. Where he no, just but, but he him. like totally took Assad out of the game, like just like I thought there were a few moments where Assad showed signs of life. Yeah, but, but. I think that was just na- the nature of of just like the bombardment that DC tried to like put together after 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 they conceded the the one goal. So. I mean, I attribute it to that a little bit too. But can I um, also shout out Shikovsky because I think that he had a weird game, like, like as weird or bad? As, well, yeah, what? Yeah, I don't think he really fit our like defensive midfielder position as well. I thought he had a good game. Yeah, I thought he, I thought he like played better as the match went on. Yeah, um, even I, even even, th- even prior to the Davis sub, I'd agree with that. But I also think that he didn't like whatever i i just didn't think he was that strong i just i, I thought I, I thought he found himself i was a bit over, worried over that midfield i was a though. bit worried with him on i'd say it was slightly a weird move from ben olsen uh when they were they were pretty firmly in this game and and could have scored one if not two i mean we've seen it before mm-hmm. but after taking out his side through injury mm-hmm. which he was forced to do he takes out rooney and acosta mm-hmm at the same time basically with at the 80th minute which i 
I mean, Rooney, I guess he's old. He maybe needs some minutes managed, and he puts on Maddox instead. That kind of makes sense. I feel but like you, just, you should just take off other players, though. Yeah. Take off yeah, Ariola. I, I, take uh, off one of your, like, not, like, like super forgettable holding midfielders. I was very <laughs> surprised to see Acosta come off. Oh, I there, would say so. I'm going to give my WOTUS to, like, <clears throat> I, I didn't. I don't know. Royer, I guess. Because I, I want a little more from him. And I want more from Brad, too. Um, I didn't think either of them stepped up. It was like funny. I feel like Brad let Thierry Henry's presence get to his head. Yeah. He said that, too. He's yeah. like, the, the missed shot. It was like, I, I think I thought too much of trying to impress Thierry. But we like can't have that shit when we need it the most. Yeah, I got to say, you actually, in, also, no one, no one is immune, immune. I'm going to have to go with Brad as well. Um, also, he... he I thought had a poor first half as well. It took him a while to come back, and he had to come deeper into the midfield in order to actually start touching the ball. I forgave him for the turnaround. Royer had to do the same thing. (laughs) I mean, I feel like Royer found himself coming back, which I commend him for. He he broke up some some key plays on that side, and he did help out Kamar in a lot of situations. But Royer's been looking better on that end of the ball, I think. But that being said, you know, sometimes you gotta you you gotta put a shot on goal um, when those opportunities are handed to you. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's and frustrating. the same shit applies to Brad. Yeah, it's frustrating to think. It's just one goal so far. I don't have any other sitters really on top of my head, but I just yeah. wish Brad could tally his goal. Count, no, none his goal none from this more. season. Like yeah. You can think of plenty from previous seasons, but it's uh, always nervy to like have flashes of that come back into yeah. the fold. All right, any other thoughts on the double derby week? Um uh, Southward sounded good. Yeah, for so uh, uh, the match. We were there. Uh, fireworks were strong. Um, firework allocation money is being put to good use. I would say this season. Fam. Yeah. Fam. <laughs> uh, we had a weird path train ride. Someone was doing pull-ups. It was the whole thing. Was it you? It, it was not. Yes, it was him. Yeah, it, it was not. The bars are too low for me to do pull-ups. <laughs> But then it actually could, like, could look like you, you, you could bend your do knees. Them. Yeah. That, all right. Yeah, you can just like dangle. Yeah. I don't. He's just worried he's gonna dislocate his shoulder and then <laughs> have a concussion and die. <laughs> it's a possibility. <laughs> anyway, that'll be our first segment. A, a packed segment. There were highs. Lots to talk about. There were lows. Sam got owned by Wandy. <laughs> I got owned by myself. <laughs> <laughs> whom among us <laughs> uh, segment two we're going to look towards Houston on the midweek and Montreal on Labor Day weekend lose you in a moment will I lose you when it's midnight just my
segment two of you from 202. After the week that was, the Red Bulls have 52 points on 26 games played. That is good for second place in the Eastern Conference after Atlanta, who are two points ahead. We now have the same amount of games played as Atlanta and NYCFC. So we are two points behind Atlanta and four points ahead of NYCFC. Isn't that nice? Yeah, that is nice. No, no, some, no weird caveats or anything else. Very simple. However, it's all going to get fucked up again because we play on Wednesday, and I don't think either of them came up. <laughs> so enjoy it while you can. Nice little simplicity. Uh, How is this possible? As we said in the first couple, in the first segment, um, the all of the you know stats whizzes basically really have it between us and Atlanta for Shield right now barring some sort of complete collapse. NYCFC is kind of sputtering. Atlanta us seem to be going for it. Reminder that there's the whole cumulative table for CCL going on from 17 and 18. We are three points, I believe, behind NYCFC in that, but Atlanta, I think, is far ahead of them. Um, I I believe that Atlanta right now is at 109 points in mm -hmm. first, and that NYCFC is at 105 points in second, and then we're in third with 102 points. But and then after that, it's Columbus, so like 10, 12 yeah. points down. So, so it really is just the three the three teams. I mean, right. ultimately, I feel like we're within reach of of getting that second spot for sure. Yeah. Um, the question just becomes: yeah. can, can Atlanta slide enough, and can we continue our hot streak all the way throughout the season to make up that ground, and then? win the shield in the process it would be nice to get that second spot obviously because beating nycfc by as much as possible is always nice but uh also just as that nice insulation for to make sure that they don't get ccl yeah that way if either atlanta or us wins it's fine or yeah right um but fc dallas over in the western conference in first place does have 46 points on 25 games played and SKC has 45 points on 25 games played. So they could potentially overcome NYCFC. It doesn't take too much stretch of the imagination to see that. Um, I don't know. I can't remember their point. I mean, I guess Dallas's point total for last year ended up sucking. Yeah. But just SKC in, was, like, mediocre. Yeah. But in terms of uh, in, in pure shield placement, they're, they're arguably up there as well. The Red Bulls have eight games remaining this season, folks. So it is that time of year where you can kind of sketch out and, and get a grasp of what these remaining teams might do. Um, further down the table, we have Columbus in fourth place on 40 points, Philadelphia in fifth, and Montreal in sixth. This might be the last week Montreal are in sixth. In sixth, Because D.C., despite their loss to us, is resurgent. They have by far the most games left remaining out of anyone, and most of them are at home. And Toronto really only need to get uh, – they're, they're only six points back of Montreal in that sixth place, and they have two games in hand. So Montreal on the downswing is looking unlikely. We play both D.C. and Toronto still again this season. Um, I don't know. At this point in the stage, at this point in the schedule, how are you feeling about this final finish? Good. We still have to play Atlanta at home, so I think we have everything we need in our destiny. Yeah. Are we talking about like how are we feeling about the Red Bulls in this yeah. final stretch? 
I mean, ultimately pretty good. Like I look at the schedule, I look at the rest of the matches that we have to play. And I think that, um, I'd say most are winnable. Three are draws. Um, I don't really see a loss. I feel like the loss would be like in a very typical fashion, like Philly away would be the loss. Oh, gotcha. Um, but I feel like we, we have the ability to, to, to pull out a draw, you know, on the road in, uh, in Montreal. And I think we can get a win against yeah. Atlanta at home. And so we, with all that in mind, I, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm liking our chances, uh, to finish out the season with like a really good amount of points and get close to 70 on the year. Yeah. And I don't, and although Atlanta's schedule looks easy, like I don't think they're going to win out. Like, no way. They're going to drop some points here, there. I mean, they have to, even beyond just playing us. So I think, um, you know, Sports Club Stats has it at about 50%. Atlanta wins the Shield, 41% for us. And then the remainder have that final 9%. I feel like that's about how I feel, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, Atlanta's got the edge. They're in pole position for sure. But by no means are we out of it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a weird situation because now... They're playing it, their boogeyman team next. Who's that? DC United. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the <laughs> right. um, quirks of this is that their final... One of, one of their hardest games on their schedule, perhaps, is Toronto. Final game of the season. So you kind of find yourselves in a situation where we want Toronto to still have something to left to play for the last game of the season. But ideally, they somehow still play steal spoiler. points, but still don't make it. It's possible. It's possible. Tor- I mean, like for Toronto, if they manage a draw or something. Yeah, or they could even just win and just need other results to go their way, and, and they, they don't. don't. That would be great. But I, I mean, know. I think Greg Vanny said as much. Like they need six more wins this season. Yeah. They said going into Montreal, they needed seven wins to stand a chance for the playoffs. Uh-huh. And they got that first one, but they need six. Six out of eight. But I, I don't see it. I don't see that happening. Like they have to play the Galaxy, LAFC, and Portland the next three matches, and then us at RBA, uh, and they have to go on the road to United uh, and then play against Atlanta as well. I, yeah. I, I don't know. There's just a lot of games in there that are so difficult. I don't see them actually getting enough points to yeah. make it across the line. Well, a difficult portion for our schedule is low-key this week because uh, this is the final stretch of our match congestion um, although we got the hard teams out of the way, we've got Houston on Wednesday and uh, Montreal over the weekend. Montreal, as we said, are kind of stagnating. Houston, meanwhile, um, are in the pits. They're down at the bottom of the Western Conference in 10th place with only 28 points. Uh, as we said in previous episodes, we're perhaps fortunate in a way that we're playing them now as opposed to the original scheduled game back in April or so. Because back in April, they they were pretty flying high they yeah. beat um atlanta 4-0 they beat nycfc back then they look like a promising team they're like advanced or their expected goals were up there with us um and their expected wins they, they looked like a potentially breakthrough team since then their defense has kind of fallen apart their expected goal or they are vastly underperforming their expected goals and they've kind of um gotten a little bit unlucky but then lost their composure as well a couple bad red card incidents and a lot of uh, games where they lose by close margins at the end. And, and the result is that tr- really, really, really abysmal points record and a totally wasted season. But I think it's a weird game because, you know, especially on an individual level, they are not as bad as their record would suggest, especially if you consider rotation coming in. That if we put out a second choice or, or a mixed composition back line, 
guys like Albert um, Ellis and Romel Kyoto can absolutely just pull one off. Even even Mauro Monotas as well uh, can absolutely just pull something off on one of these guys and maybe and create like a Columbus like situation where maybe we make a couple subs and but we just give up three or two or three you know goals on cheap mistakes and we just can't claw our way out. So in that way, I think it's it is kind of a trap game in that um, it's at home. It's against a uh, really lowly placed team, but it it kind of is going to still be difficult because I think it's it's basically a necessity that we need to do some rotation here. That's a pretty fair assessment. You are the resident Dynamo expert. Having grown up in Houston, former employee, having worked for yeah, being a groundskeeper, BBVA. I guess technically I was an employee of the stadium, not the team. Well, so yeah. Uh, in either case, I mean, we look at this team who hasn't won a league game since July seventh. Wow. Who are, who are still making you know made an extremely deep open cup run. They're in, they're, they're hosting they the final. They are yeah against Philly yeah. September twenty fifth. Um, I think. Dolly, um, dolly, dolly, dynamo for that game. Hell yeah. Um, for every game after this one, yeah, really. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean, as you said, not getting the results um, for one reason or another. Uh, but they have the pieces. It just mm-hmm. kind of we just gotta hope they keep doing that thing where they don't get points. Yeah, uh, but we've you know the last time we played Houston at home was that really memorable four three victory. Felipe, hour. Um, it was like during that really abysmal start to the season where we finally got that win, we dug out a win when we needed it most. The one of the one six. Yes. Um, and it was all capped off by this um, fantastic Felipe goal. Um, uh, and it kind of helped at least salvage some aspects of that early part of the season a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but ultimately, you know, even with rotation, you know, I'm still big on our chances. Um, uh, I feel like we have the players who are hungry for minutes and can still get results. And yeah. we saw this type of B team or, or second class, you know, it's the, this, the, the B list players mm-hmm. coming in um, and getting results for matchups like Portland, um, which of course is an anomaly in itself, given that, you know, it was an early team with just very disorganized and messy. Um, uh, I mean, ultimately we find Houston in a similar scenario, but just at the other, other end of the season. Uh, where it's not coming together, yeah. and they're coming into a uh, you know, I think what uh, Mark de Grand Prix said during the Bradley Wright Phillips uh, celebration for his 100th goal, something that like RBA, like Red Bulls have the best home record in the league yeah. since RBA opened, uh, and so you look at that as an away team coming in here, and you have to like really not like your chances. For I'd this be matchup. tempted to. Um maybe for the first 15 minutes do some really intense pressing. And maybe if we can score a goal in the first 15 minutes, pretty solid chance that they just kind of give up and, and that they're like, all right, this is one of those days we knew this is going to be tough. Yeah. But then after that, I don't know. I think especially assuming we're rotated, I, I would maybe play more conservative because they thrive on the counter and uh, really Elise and Kyoto getting forward and, and punishing you um, really at the, at the halfway line. Um, so I think we can afford to, to kind of sweat them out and then maybe throw on a couple of the big, big guy starters, BWP, maybe Kaku for the last 30 minutes if absolutely necessary. But I, I would start Muil 
assign him with harassing anyone who could possibly set either Kyoto or at least free mm-hmm. so that they can't even get the ball loose or up the field at all. Um, and then I would at this point be surprised if Andreas Ivan doesn't start. Right. Because the amount of minutes he's been getting consistently, I think almost every single game since he's since, joined pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and, and they've also like hinted at him starting. Yeah, seems to suggest that they want to get. And so this seems like a perfect time for Ivan to start. The question for me is that if, you know, Davis rested, so he probably plays Adams, maybe, um, you know, seem, seems to have infinite engine, and everyone talks about this, like it's assumed. But Shakovsky has had injury trouble, and we really can't afford to lose him. Uh, that being anymore. said, though, he did get rest over the week, the Vancouver match. So, so like, well, because ulti- he got a knock. Yeah, yeah. I would think that I would guess that we save Shakovsky for the Eastern Conference matchup in Montreal on the weekend. Mm. Who do you question? Play? Is is this the debut of Christian Caceres? Not as a starter, I don't think. We, we he probably makes bleed the bench. Him. Although I guess we did introduce Adams as a starter. This reminds me of the San Tyler Jose Adams game. in 2016 yeah. against San Jose. Maybe. I mean, Caceres has traveled twice, um, and, you know, hardly ever do you sub in a defensive midfielder anyway, right? It's kind of hard to imagine it. It would not shock me to see Caceres here, although pairing him with Adams. I mean, Adams is the Swiss Army knife, though, so. So do you bench Royer? Yeah, I would assume that Yvonne plays for Royer. Okay. Ooh, does Yvonne. And then maybe, maybe we see Brian White. I was gonna say Brian White would probably be a BWP right. if BWP rests. And it gets back to what I was saying like earlier. I mean, this ties into what I was saying earlier about um, the senior guys maybe developing some ticks together and and kind of getting used to this. Because in comparison to the Portland game you mentioned, um, that game strikes me as just everyone being super amped up, having a whole preseason of having the system drilled into their head, and it really was plug and play. Everyone can kind of do everything, and everyone was just going according to the plan. Whereas now, after a couple months of the season, I do think people are leaning on habits and little ticks and weird patterns of knowing where everyone is, where uh, the beginning of the season was a clean slate. And really, anybody could just be um, mm-hmm. assumed to be anywhere. So I think that we've seen, as the season's gone on, more difficulty, or the team has had more difficulty with just throwing out uh, a bunch of guys on the field and telling them to make it work. And I think it's for that reason, mm-hmm. um, even though... Uh, individually, they they're still should be as good as they were at the beginning of the season, if not better. But I don't know. Is that too much rotation? White, Yvonne. I mean, I feel like we we're due for like one of those rotation games. Well, I think you can rotate the attack, but keep a lot of the other pieces really intact. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one noticeable substitution that I think will happen is that I think Kamar gets some rest. Yeah, I think everybody, bad. everyone noticed that you know, despite a pretty like strong. You know, like he had to dig deep to to make some of those runs, and yeah. you saw he was just totally gassed by the end of it. I think Lade gets some minutes on the left mm-hmm. side, mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of the other pieces could stay intact. I would love to personally see Escobar get some minutes, um, but it just seems like the unfortunate reality is that you know Armis puts Colin ahead of ahead of him, um, and that it's super unlikely for him to play. Did Colin make the bench on DC though? No, no, no. Fidel did. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, Fidel didn't make the bench against City, but it's probably because he just played the RB2 played for the game. RB2 game yeah. Right. The so I mean, before. you would hope that something's changed since the last time we've rotated um, the squad, and that 
he actually puts Escobar in and gives him the opportunity. I think Parker could use a rest. I, I um, agree wholeheartedly. Uh, I think that he should be out. I think Long looks great. Um, I think Mario is fine. Yeah. Um, I think Escobar should get in. I think Leach should get in. Um, but I, I would keep the, the defensive midfields to Davis and Adams. I, I'm comfortable with that. And then I think... Honestly, Tchaikovsky would, for me, be that attacking role. I think Kaku could use obviously use some rest, a proper mm-hmm. rest, um, and then you just mix and match the rest of the you know the attack with with really Ivan White and and Mawil. I'm, I'm I'm okay with that. And then if shit's not working, you just make some substitutions either at half or in the 60th minute. Bring the old boys and, back and, and get some goal scorers in there and, and get a result if you need it. Yeah. And then for me, I I no matter what, I play the first team in Montreal because then that's our first. Our last game for a while, the international mm-hmm. break. Mm-hmm. Armis did hint that it sounds like Long's probably getting called into the national team. Ooh. So I think in light of that, we probably try to play him as much as we can until he has to leave. Um, when would he leave? I don't know. But maybe we see some Fidel minutes when that happens. But have to feel for Fidel a little bit. Um, predictions, I guess. But then we can go into the Benny question. Um, we're starting with Houston. Houston. And yes, we basically have not talked about Montreal that much, but really, I think the con- the conversation is mostly about rotation at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's I think been a long we all, episode. We also all kind of know how we feel when we have like our best eleven against Montreal. Yeah, that's like true. there's not a whole lot to say. That's true. Uh, I'm gonna do a repeat of the last time Houston came into town. <laughs> we went four three. Wow, I'm still cautious of of. Uh, <sighs> predicting too many goals now because we really haven't scored that much as of late now maybe we should have but i'll go with two one i don't think we're keeping a clean sheet mm-hmm. i'm buying the gambler's fallacy a little bit though so. all right uh three one okay uh, and Mon- montreal over the weekend um uh one nothing win yes all right i uh, no. well no wait 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 two one uh, we get a Quincy Ameriqua goal. Oh, newly acquired Quincy Ameriqua. Oh, yeah. Quincy Ameriqua. Um, I'm going to go 1 0. Yeah, I'll say 1 0 as well. Why not? All right, so we got Benny Question this week. I like week. this Benny Question. <laughs> it is titled Armus IRL. If you ran into Armus IRL, and for our less online listeners, that means in real life. Uh, what would you be more likely to do? Ask him to free Fidel, change the subject by pretending that you mistook him for Michael Avenatti, and ask him about Stormy Daniels. <laughs> so this is kind of doubles in my confession that I have only very recently been made aware of who this Michael Avenatti guy is. Am I saying his name right? I don't know. I've only like read it because like among unlike all. The other resistance grifters who are like kind of like either faux journalists or like Twitter people. This guy seems to be like exclusively an MSNBC personality. And I've been made aware of how I don't watch TV like at all because like one day everyone's like, oh, he's considering running for president and, and like using the celebrity. And I was like, what the hell? Millions of people know who, who this guy is. And I like just never fucking heard of him. I mean, I knew the whole Stormy Daniels thing was going on, obviously, but like, I didn't, I didn't know about like, apparently her lawyer is like famous now because of it. Well, they do have a striking resemblance. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I didn't know who it was either, but yeah. Yeah. Except this guy actually wears ties. Oh, this often. is true. 
Also, this question kind of like assumes that I wouldn't be distracted online and I wouldn't notice I'm near Chris Armas anyway. Yeah. I, I actually, I don't think I would walk past Chris Armas on the street. And really notice him? Or there's definitely some guys I think I would accidentally walk by and not notice. I might even walk by Bradley Carnell and not even notice. I don't know. I, I think you'd notice him. People are weirdly anonymous in person, mm-hmm. though. Um, uh, I would tell him to just keep that polo shirt game going because it's yeah. a good look. No, no, no. I would don't, try don't to, mess with perfection. I would try to evangelize him to the tracksuit game entirely. Yeah. Well, okay. So no. free Fidel, that's a pretty strong movement. But really, sure. the hot movement now is supporting the pretender king Anatole Bong. Anatole Bong needs to come back. Yeah. That is, yeah. I would say, say that's more Chris, important. Chris. I think we're kind of seeing the signs of him play coming back, bong. though. Play a bong. He's Damn. played two, he started two RB2 games. Damn. Yeah. Also, really uh, pay your players more. That's true. Also, yeah. yeah. Um, Give Wong a raise. And sign Tim Parker. I'm not necessarily sold on Tim Parker, but we can save that for another episode. Also, just like pay Kamar Lawrence a lot of money. True. All of the above. I think. I think and your homegrowns. Don't yeah. take Sean Davis for granted. I think Benny said he's coming to the match this week, so we could get Benny questions IRL as well. Every question, I guess, yes, is a Benny question. That's wow. fun. Right. Not, it wasn't even a joke. You can't even boo me if it wasn't yeah. a joke. Long episode. Let's just end it. <laughs> okay. I Durant, honey, I dash. You spend too much cash. Screw your bags. I knew that you wouldn't last. I'm in physics class. I knew that you wouldn't ask. She got too much. What I'm finna do with all that? Talked to Elon last week, told him I went too fast 120 on the dash, I hope that I never crash Misfits on the map, drop hits, that's that Tail hit me with the pass, swish, niggas wish I never rapped Play this shit in the club for me, for me, for me Cause if you in there, then I'll be the one that you never see Like, jeez, let me go put on my cleats The way that I get up and run through the streets Perry like Bon Appetit, they saw us and went to go call the police Yeah, down, just put a hydrogen whip on the leash yeah, I'm trying to make sure that I leave a good world for my niece Hey, that's just me We don't need you on the team, we pay too many fees yeah. They told me travel light when you're going overseas It's just one night, I'ma bring the whole fleet with me Play this shit in a club for me, for me, for me If you in there, I'll be the one you never see I'm ghost, huh. iller than most I've been behind the scenes, I've been watching the ropes she put her hand on my neck, she on the slopes, ice Why you put so much space in the flow? When I wanna grow, I listen to hove Take notes, look at the case, close it Open the doors, look at my neck, look at my wrist, frozen Look at my pants, dripping, swag, know that you stole it Play this shit in the club for me If you in there, I... Nigga, I'm ghost <laughs>